I'm so looking forward to taking the month of October off as we celebrate our 60th, as we have all those guest preachers. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun having uh, guest speakers here, and we're going to be doing a lot of other things as we just remember uh, 60 years of history here at Bethany. Um, Bethany is rooted in the Word of God. We've talked about this as a spiritual practice, and so what we do at Bethany when we come together as we do. We have a public reading of God's Word. We take a moment to reflect on His Word. And so if you have your own app or Bible, I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 12. And this is dealing with the the spiritual rhythm we're going to talk about today. And Jesus, as He uh, speaks to them. He says, At that time Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and they began to pluck heads of grain to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, that is Jesus, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him? How he entered into the house of God and ate the bread of presence, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor of those who were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Amen. And so what we've been doing here over the past uh, several weeks is we've been looking at healthy rhythms, right? We've been sort of exploring what does it mean for us to live in sort of relationship to one another and with God in a healthy and and meaningful way. And so this morning we're actually going to be focusing on the healthy rhythm of the Sabbath. And when you hear Sabbath, what I, what I want you to hear is, I think a lot of times when we hear the word Sabbath, we immediately go to uh, worship in our minds. Like Sabbath is the worship experience on Sunday morning. Um, Sabbath can include the worship on Sunday morning, but it is not just that. It is much bigger than the worship experience. It's about something God wants you to experience um, that, that is a part of keeping the day holy, but it's more about what you do with your time and with yourself. You see, what the Sabbath is, is God's sharing of love for you and showing that he cares about you. It is a gift. Like God is the best boss in the world. <laughs> he wants to make sure that you have a day off because he loves you. He wants you to be present with him in a meaningful way. And so this is really what the Sabbath is about. And the reason why this healthy rhythm is so important to pay attention to is because of how much comes our way. Now, I don't know about you, but like when I think about my life, it's like as I get older, it's like I've entered into some sort of time warp Like when I was younger, uh, the days would drag on. It seemed like it would never end. Like it seemed like Christmas would never come. Summer wouldn't get here soon enough. You celebrated half birthdays because your birthday wasn't going to come as quickly as you wanted to. It seemed like time was just slow. But the older I get, the less I care about half birthdays or birthdays, (laughs) actually, (laughs) 
It seems like Christmas comes way too quickly, which is why I start celebrating it here in a few weeks. Time speeds up and, and, and you just kind of blink and kids are teenagers, teenagers are adults. Life moves very quickly. And in the midst of all the rushing and hurrying and, and everything that comes at you, I think Sabbath rest is really difficult to do. Because we, we live in a culture that really sort of perpetuates this idea that we need to be busy to be considered successful, to be considered productive, to actually achieve what we set out to achieve. Like when you ask people how they're doing, you hear things like, I'm fine, or I'm busy, or on to the next thing, or I have this thing with my kid, or that thing at work, and so on and so forth. Never have I ever asked anyone, how are you doing? And they've responded with, I'm so relaxed and great, I'm doing nothing today, and I'm so thankful. Like I've never heard anyone just rejoice in the nothing. And so I was thinking about this in terms of my own life, and, and it's just... This is not untrue a lot of times when you have the privilege of preaching. Um, you preach to yourself many, many times. And all I want to say is the sermon that I am preaching this morning on Sabbath rest is not one that I am faithful at. <laughs> and so this is one of those sermons, do what I say, not what I do, okay? <laughs> don't follow me around. Don't take notes about my week. Don't note how I don't take Sabbath um, mind your own business, okay? <laughs> and pay attention to what God is calling you into. Um, so one of the things that we do on Sunday night as a family, we've been doing is we put together our family plan. And this is what it is. And we go through and we, it has the days of the week, Monday through Friday on the top, and we, we note the things that the family needs to do. Now, this doesn't include uh, the three other calendars that I have on my phone that I pay attention to stuff with. This is just the stuff that, like, the kids need to remember and my wife and I need to remember in relationship to one another. And we go through and we, we talk through the week and write everything down. Like, Tuesday this week was blue day, so the kids had to wear blue. So, of course, we had to make sure blue was taken out and laid out and ready for the next day. And it has um, our menu. We plan out our meals for the week. It has our grocery list for the week. Uh, down here at the bottom, it has our chores and to-do lists, like all the little things that we've got to get done for the week, um, simple things like cleaning up and, and things like that. And then at the bottom, this is fun for me, there's a section that's called bonus project. Guess what? We never get to the bonus project. What's even more fun is right next to it is the reward for completing the bonus project. I've never been rewarded. <laughs> And there's some other neat things here. There's a prayer list and something to be grateful for, like things you are grateful for. There's a word of the week. Our word this past week was peace, and we failed miserably at that too. Um, and then what's interesting is you have all this space, and then like right here in the middle of it, there's a small little sliver, and it says, how will you refresh and reset? You might as well say, how will you Sabbath? And guess what? This section is almost always blank. Because when my wife and I look at each other, we're like, I don't know, maybe by getting our to-dos done, <laughs> maybe by completing the special project. It's hard. And it's so, so time-consuming and exhausting. And, and it's hard because there is this sense that in, in our culture we have to remain busy. But then there's also, I mean, let's just be honest, there's a little bit of pride and ego, right? 
Like it feels good for some weird reason to tell people you're so busy. Like it makes you feel a little important or maybe a little needed or maybe a little more productive than somebody else. It's difficult. I mean, I was just reflecting on this sermon and it's like, you know, there's, there's so many things that come our way, so much stuff that takes time and, and we're supposed to take a Sabbath and I'm like, gosh, you know, I don't, even on my days off, I work, I just do, I find things to do. And in the middle of God's word, he has strong words for us about the Sabbath. You see, in Exodus chapter 20, when God gives the Ten Commandments, one of the, ca- one of the commandments is to remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And he gives this to Moses, and you have to think um, how busy the Israelites were in their own way. They had to get up in the morning. I mean, they were, they were working to survive, um, not for um, a scholarship or a fancy vacation. They had to get up and collect the manna and the quail and search for water and move the tabernacle and camp and, and, and you know, set everything up and tear everything down. And, and Moses, as the leader, was dealing with people that were worshiping false gods, and there was infighting and just drama, drama, drama. And, and Moses finds himself up on the top of the mountain and God speaks to him boldly, you need a Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. That is, have holy rest. And God expands on this a little bit later in the book of Exodus. He says, then the Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, you must observe my Sabbaths. This will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come so that you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. This is for you and for everyone to come so that they know who makes you holy, which is God. You don't work yourself into holiness. Like, you need to rest yourself maybe into holiness. He says, observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. Anyone who desecrates it is to be put to death. And those who do any work on that day must be cut off from their people. This is a hard passage for me to read because Sabbath means to rest. Absolutely. But God's word says Sabbath means to rest or to die. (laughs) And and maybe, maybe, you know, we're not being like killed for breaking the Sabbath, at least not immediately. But maybe if we don't Sabbath, we are dying slowly at a much quicker rate than we would otherwise. You see, God calls us very strongly into this place of Sabbath. But because of these words, um, you know, there's a lot of traditions that have developed around the Sabbath. Um, the Jewish people, the Israelites, they, they read these words and they took it very seriously, as they should. And so if you look at older scrolls from the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you'll see writing around it. And it's kind of like the commentary on the scripture. And, uh, and they sort of expound on what does it mean to keep the Sabbath and how do you keep it holy. And so there's all these rules of all these things you're not supposed to do because if you do anything, it might be considered work. And so even now, um, you can buy like ovens that have Sabbath mode on it. And you can like set things and they'll turn on automatically for you so you don't have to push a button because that's considered work. And so on and so forth. And Jesus comes along the scene, and we, we read this text a little bit earlier, and he, he sort of reminds people that it's, it's not really about the work, it's about the mindset, it's about him. The Sabbath was made for you, 
more than anything. And that's what it means to keep it holy. We're called to keep it holy by paying attention to what Christ is calling us into through him. And so we have to be mindful, not mindless, about our Sabbath. It's about how we perceive our use of time and what we're doing in any given moment. I mean, even Jesus himself was very deliberate. Like, we've already talked about other healthy rhythms. They all kind of connect and speak to each other. But when Jesus would spend all of his time being busy and, and traveling the countryside and preaching and healing and, and people coming to him, he would, he would pull away and have his Sabbath rest. He would be in silence or he would be studying God's word. He would have a, a moment to be mindful about who he is before God the Father. And he would rest. And so we're invited into that same rhythm, being mindful of all the demands and pressure on our time and being intentional about pulling away and having rest because it's a gift. And having Sabbath rest is not about balance either. I mean, you can make the mistake and kind of think of this as like a self-help kind of thing. Like, I hear people talk about this all the time. You need to have work-life balance. And actually, that's not what Sabbath is about. It's not about work-life balance. It's about, I don't know, life-life balance. Something that I read, a guy was kind of writing about this in a way in light of who Christ is and what he taught about the Sabbath he said, just imagine your life like you're juggling a lot of balls. Every ball is another thing that you have to pay attention to and another thing that you have to do and, and, and see to and take care of. And, and, and basically what you want to do is when it's time for you to rest, you want to put down or drop the balls that will bounce, not the balls that will break. And so there's some things we totally can let go of, and it's not a big deal. It may seem like it to us, but things will go on. But there are some things that you can't drop. And this is what Jesus was pointing to. He's like, if you understand the freedom you have in and through him in Christ, if you understand that man was made for Sabbath, Sabbath not for man, basically, like it was, it was a gift for man, then yeah, you still, like, I can't say today is the Sabbath day, so children, feed yourselves. I'm not working. My, life, <laughs> my wife would love that. Go on, honey, you can break Sabbath. I'm going to sit here and rest, right? If somebody gets hurt, uh, it doesn't mean we just not see to their needs or care for them. We, we care for them. It's the holy thing to do. So we don't want to drop the things that can break. But we want to let go of the things that we think are important that actually are not. Because you see, at the end of the day, Sabbath is supposed to be a blessing and not a burden. It's supposed to encourage and rejuvenate and restore. It's to set things right and get you ready for the hard work that God is going to give you. And there is always work to be done. And so part of the mindset is that we just take a break to acknowledge God's good work. I mean, the text says that, you know, Jesus, uh, that God, after he created everything, the sun, the sky, 
the land, the animals. He spent all that time, and every time he finished designing and creating all these things, he took a moment and noted how it was good. But then when it was all said and done, he says he took a day of rest because the day of rest was good. And so a day for rest for us is to acknowledge the good that God has created and know and trust that, that God is God and we are not. We don't have to work because God is doing it. And so we are called into that presence that needs to be rooted fully in Christ. As we seek him, hear his call, and follow him faithfully. And what you begin to learn is that, yes, we should take a day. We should. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy Be mindful, be intentional, connect how you're supposed to. But it's not just about a day, it's about every day. Every day is holy. Every day is a gift. And we have an opportunity to live in a healthy rhythm with one another and with God as we walk through this world. And how peculiar is it? Like... The Israelites were called into this and it set them apart. And we're called to also be set apart. And what that means is we don't live how the world lives. And in a weird way, what a blessing this is. Because we're actually free to say to people around us and in the world that demands so much of us, I'm taking a day off. And it's okay. And so I pray that you find the rest and comfort and peace and Sabbath, which is holy and given to you by God our Father. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.